Of course, this story starts with a girl, but there's no happy ending here. Five years are gone, down the drain. Five years of tears, laughter, what I thought was love. Half a decade to the beginning of what I thought was going to be the rest of my life. Turns out she found someone better than me. When I got the call, I was working at a dead-end job, the night shift. She says, we need to talk, which is code for we're probably going to break up. I ended the shift confused, rattled, my mind racing as I walked to my car that cold February night. She wasn't there yet, so I sent her a text and said, hey, come find me. It was only a few minutes, but it felt like an eternity. When she finally did show up, she was in my, she was in and out less than five minutes, and my world was completely destroyed in that amount of time. That night was difficult. I cried more tears than I thought the human body could even produce. Now, that began a three-day bender. See, I'd never really drank a whole lot, you know, besides turning 21. I'd always drunk with friends, or I'd grab something off the shelf that I thought was good and drink it by myself. But this, this night was different. I wanted to get lost in the bottle, in the bottom of every bottle I could find. I remember th throwing those bottles in the trash, thinking that's a perfect metaphor for my life. Now, while I was going through the motions, I just wanted to get lost in the daily grind of life, you know. Go to work, drink, sleep. Go to work, drink, sleep, rinse, lather, repeat. I wanted to do anything to forget what had happened, to forget the loneliness that I felt, to feel, to not feel discarded. I wanted to just forget. I remember thinking, there's no one, no one's gonna want me after this. I might as well have damaged goods written on my forehead. And there's no piece of me big enough, I thought, could be put back together. But this night, this night was different. This was probably the worst night of my life. And it didn't help that I was a couple bottles in. A few months back, before all this, start, before all this started, there were talks of moving in together. So what did I do? Being the man, I grabbed a 45, I purchased a 45 to protect her and our future home. Clearly the latter didn't pan out, but I still had the gun. So at this point, I imagined a three-step process. Pick up the gun, put it to my head, and pull the trigger. Simple, quick, a loud noise, flash of pain, the nothing. As I thought about it, I was trying to figure out the best way to go about it. Should I, should I put it in my mouth, or should I put it to my temple? Now, if I put it to the back of my throat, I could probably sever my spine, but then I, would, I could probably miss, and then I'd bleed out and be in agony the entire time. Or I could put it to the roof of my mouth and have it be over, same as if I put it to my temple. So while I was thinking about this, I picked it up, and I pulled back the slide, and it was loaded. Good. That's a great start. And then I thumbed back the hammer, and it was smooth, not shaky. Remember, it's only a three-step process. And then I put it in my mouth. And I remember it tasted like loose change. Now, at the time, I was living with my parents. And I thought, clearly, they would hear the noise. 
come down the hall, and then find me in a bloody peep. Now, I thought to myself, what would they do? Would, they, would my mom cry? Would my dad cry? Would my dad call me weak? The small town that I grew up, what would they tell them? What would my funeral be like? How would I be remembered? Would anybody care? As the barrel rested in my mouth, I started to think, how can I make this easier for my parents? Because they would find me, and then they'd have to clean me up, and they'd have to deal with all of that. So I wanted to make it easier for them, because I knew that blood would stain walls, carpet, upholstery, get in every random nook and cranny that I could possibly find. So I thought, I'll shoot myself in the bathroom. At least it'll be easier to clean. You can scrub blood off a tile faster than you can a wall or out of carpet. Just as I had thought that I was going to start walking down, down the hall to the bathroom and pull the gun out of my mouth, the phone rang. And I looked at it, and the name said Daniel. At the time, he was just an acquaintance, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Sure, we got along pretty well, but I didn't know him. But why is he calling me? Right, we, we swapped numbers a few weeks ago at a mutual friend's house. And then, you know, I also probably updated my Facebook status from engaged to single, so I'm sure that got his attention. So I thought, well, I'll have plenty of time to kill myself afterwards. So I pulled the gun out of my mouth, and I picked up the phone. Hello? Hey, man, I heard about the breakup. How are you doing? Not too well, to be honest, I said, as I looked at the 45 in my other hand. He says, well, I just want to make sure you're doing all right. I said, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. We ended up talking about non-consequential non things, like the time we spent at a mutual friend's house, what games we were playing, how we were doing. <laughs> we talked about relationships and how they can possibly ruin our lives. The few minutes we were talking turned into five, and then 10, and then 30. Eventually, I was out the door to meet him at a bar. The thoughts of killing myself in the rear view. I left the gun holstered and unloaded. I realized that at the time, I was just looking for something, a light in the darkness, anything to pull me out so that I wouldn't have to feel alone. That one night turned into a few weeks, and then a few months, and then seven years. Daniel and I left the country together one year. We spent 14 days in Japan looking for adventures and good food in, any, in the major cities over there. At one point, we lived together. And it took me a long time to muster up the courage to tell him, hey, when you called me that night, you literally saved my life. And I was eternally grateful. But he, at the time, didn't know it. Reaching out is something that I do every month. I'll scroll through my contact list, and I'll say, hey, I haven't talked to them in a while. I'll give them a call. Or when I think about someone, I will call them. A simple, hey, how's it going? And you never know what that'll do to someone. And so you realize that these moments in your life, all this bad shit, it's just a part of you. It's a part of your story, but you can't let it define you.
there will always be uh, there will always be a light at the end of the tunnel. So this story might have began with a girl, but it ends with a man that I call my best friend. <laughs>